Well, former Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, also known as ScoMo, gave his valedictory speech this week, having announced his resignation from Australian Parliament after 17 years as the member for Cook, which is based in the south of Sydney. And he hasn't been afraid to talk about his personal Christian faith and was actually guest of honour at a church event in July 2019 where he spoke and led a prayer for Australia. And the Morrison said they'd attended Hillsong many, many times over the years. And in his final speech, Scott Morrison called for the nation of Australia to return to its Judeo-Christian roots. Yes, return to its Judeo-Christian roots. Whew. Don't tell the conspiracy theorists who shout Christian nationalism at every chance. Have a listen to this short excerpt from his final speech. So my third point, how do we stand and on what ground? Well, on the very same ground that established our Western civilization, that inspired and enabled the modern pluralist representative democracy we now enjoy. We stand on the values that build out a successful free society, individual liberty, the rule of law, equality of opportunity, responsible citizenship, morality, liberty of speech, thought, religion and association. All of these stem from the core principle of respect for individual human dignity. So does representative democracy and even market-based capitalism. This is a unique Judeo-Christian principle. It is about respecting each other's human dignity through our creation by God's hand and God's image for God's glory where each human life is eternally valued, is unique, is worthy, is loved, and is capable. This is the very basis for our modern understanding of human rights. With the advance of secularism in Western society, we may wish to overlook these connections or even denounce them. But the truth remains. Human rights abuses were once called crimes against God, not just humanity. And they are, and they remain so. These truths are not self-evident, as some claim, as history and nature tells a very different story. They are divinely inspired. You don't need to share my Christian faith to appreciate the virtue of human rights. I'm not suggesting you do. But equally, we should be careful about diminishing the influence and the voice of Judeo-Christian faith in our Western society, as doing so risks our society, drifting into a valueless void. In that world, there is nothing to stand on. There is nothing to hold on to, and the authoritarians and autocrats win. So in the increasing Western embrace of secularism, let us be careful not to disconnect ourselves from what I would argue is our greatest gift and most effective protector of our freedoms, the Judeo-Christian values upon which our liberty and society was founded. Even if you may not believe, it would be wise to continue to understand, respect and appreciate this important link and foundation. Wow, how refreshing. Uh, imagine hearing that in the New Zealand Parliament. But uh, my good friend, uh, Lyle Shelton, who we've uh, spoken to a number of times on Australian issues, he says this, and I quote, Morrison had 17 years, including three as Prime Minister, to champion these values. Time and time again, he let down Christians and Conservatives who thought his faith might translate into public and political advocacy for the values he now calls the nation back to, end quote. Well, today we talked to Lyle. He's a leader of the Family First Party, a political party in Australia, unlike Family First here in New Zealand, to find out what he meant by 
that analysis. Okay, and joining me on my blog is Lyle Shelton, who's the leader of the Family First political party in Australia. How are you, Lyle? Very well, thanks, Bob. Good to be with you. Lyle, we watched the speech of Scott Morrison and, um, well, to be honest, it was um, music to our ears, you know, calling back a Western nation to their Judeo-Christian values. What could be wrong with that? But you're not too happy. What aren't you happy about? Well, look, it's terrific that he's made those comments in the parliament. They're very powerful. And even one of Australia's leading journalists, Paul Kelly, writing in The Australian today, also says this is fantastic. It's what the nation needs to hear, whether you're a Christian or not. These are the values that underpin our society. But Paul Kelly's made the same observation that I made in uh, my blog yesterday, that uh, why is he only saying this after 17 years in parliament, three as prime minister? And I guess that's the big disappointment because... We've seen um, Scott Morrison, look, undoubtedly a man who loves God, who reads the Bible and is very public about his personal faith. But on many of the big issues, whether it's the transgender issue, whether it's abortion, uh, whether it's marriage, uh, sadly, he's been missing in action. Okay, so can we just deal with some examples? I mean, was he prime minister during the gay marriage debate? I mean, you were one of the lead proponents against gay marriage. Was he involved then? Look, uh, I used to go and see Scott every year in the 10 years leading up to um, the same-sex marriage debate, warning that mm. this was coming. Um, and he would uh, assure us that he was doing what he could within the Liberal Party to hold the line. He was treasurer when the marriage plebiscite, our sort of poll to decide whether we would change uh, the definition of marriage occurred. And yeah. uh, at the time, he just made a public statement saying that he was against changing marriage but then he sat out of the three-month campaign. And uh, if you think about the campaign we had last year for the voice referendum for Indigenous mm. issues in Australia, you know, we had powerful people who stood up, like Jacinta Nampajimpa Price, uh, who really led the charge. Unfortunately, mm. uh, Scott Morrison, being one of the most senior, uh, well, the most senior Christian conservative in the cabinet of Malcolm Turnbull at the time, he chose yeah. to sit out of the debate. And that was devastating for us because his cabinet colleagues like Turnbull and Christopher Pine um, were all in on the Yes campaign. They were powerful, authoritative voices, uh, yet the most um, prominent, authoritative Christian conservative voice in the cabinet chose to sit on the sidelines. And that was devastating for us. Okay, you've had the issue of safe schools, which is the sort of radical sexuality and uh, gender ideology. We've got our own version of that. Where was he on that debate? Well, look, um, you know, he made some promising uh, noises in the lead up to the 2022 election. That was the election that he lost. He chose, um, or was a captain's call, he chose a candidate uh, in one of the northern beaches seats of Sydney, Catherine Deves, who was a prominent advocate mm. for saving women's sport <laughs> but then when the pressure came on um unfortunately scott morrison uh, abandoned her and another one of his colleagues senator claire chandler who was also prominent in this space the yeah. media asked scott morrison uh, if you're elected will your government bring forward a bill to save women's sport he said we don't have any plans to do that and uh, that was again devastating he left both of those strong and courageous women uh hung out to dry Wow. Um, now, one, if, if I rec recollect rightly, there was a bill going through about protection for uh, freedom of speech and religion, and he seemed to water it down. Is that right? 
Yeah, look, um, you know, during the, the same-sex marriage debate, um, the government said we're going to provide some protections for religious freedom. It took five years for such a bill to get to the parliament. Uh, Morrison again tried that uh, right at the end of his term as prime minister in early 2022. Mm. Uh, it was a bill that would have provided some protection, certainly was nowhere near adequate given what had happened to the definition of marriage and the changes to the understanding of gender in law. Uh, but um, unfortunately, he couldn't carry the day. Uh, five of his own Liberal Party members crossed the floor and, you know, torpedoed his legislation. But but even before that, Bob, um, you know, he'd, he'd left a Christian school to hang out to dry City Point Christian College in Brisbane, which, uh, following the recommendations of, of uh, the Ruddock Commission to publicise its stance on marriage and gender, when yeah. that hit the fan and the, the gay lobby complained, um, again, Morrison said, oh, I, I wouldn't, you know, they're, they're not my values. And, and you know, essentially um, wow. threw the school under the bus. And that was, again, devastating. So we've just seen this litany of him walking away when the media, you know, come after him. Uh, he'll revert to pragmatic politics. And, and again, that's been so disappointing. And that's why his speech yesterday was in contrast, because it's certainly out of kilter with um, what he's done uh, during his parliamentary time and even as prime minister. Um, now, I actually uh, read your blog, which, um, you know, be good news. So that's, um, you're up to seven people reading your blog. Actually, it was very good, uh, Lyle. I, I'm having you on. Um, I will um, put the link to it so people can read a bit more background of this. But I, you put up evidence that showed that he put his signature on a letter supporting Australia's yep. abortion to birth laws Correct. and that he called it reproductive and sexual services, which of course is buying into their narrative. Uh, yep. So you published that letter, and did they respond to that? Yes. Um, look, that, that letter was initially published by a friend of mine, uh, George Christensen, a former member of Parliament. Hmm. And uh, George very courageously put up a bill in the Parliament to uh, cause there to be care rendered to babies born alive after botched abortions. About 10 of those happen uh, every month or so in Australia. Hmm. This is not a fake thing invented by pro-lifers. George wrote to Scott Morrison. He responded with that letter that you just quoted from, um, saying that his government supported Australia's regime of abortion laws, reproductive health, which, which is abortion to birth in pretty much every state, funded by the Commonwealth, by the taxpayer through mm. Medicare. Now, I, I republished that on my Facebook page. I got a call from uh, one of Scott Morrison's prayer partners, um, Stuart Robert, a, a cabinet colleague of, uh, of Morrison's. It was after nine o'clock one night and uh, it was an angry phone call. And uh, he said, um, you know, the Prime Minister doesn't believe that. I said, well, why did he sign it? Why doesn't he correct the public record? Stuart Roberts said to me, uh, that is not going to happen. And uh, he said, we'll, we'll never have another conversation again. And sadly, we haven't. But um, I, the evidence is there. It's got his signature. The, um, the letter is republished on my blog from 2021. And, and I just think, you know, you can't, you know, it's, it's, Sad that he got up in the parliament, talked about Judeo-Christian values yesterday and human dignity, mm. wonderful principles which come from Christianity, and yet was prepared to put his prime ministerial signature to mm. a letter uh, supporting abortion to birth. So, uh, you know, he seems to be walking away from a lot of those issues that he held dear. I mean, there was an example of where he, he quite clearly was an attendee and perhaps a regular um, member of Hillsong, but then 
suddenly he walks back and says he hasn't been there for 15 years, even though there's a photo of him in 2019 actually there. So, yeah. Look, is is it is 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 it just he's trying to be political and it's democracy and you've got to get the numbers and if you haven't got the numbers you've got to swallow some rats is what they uh, yeah. is a political term uh, is is that the case that he is in an increasingly centre-left liberal party who's supposed to be centre-right and a lot of New Zealanders can relate to that with New Zealand politics yeah. is that the excuse I mean what's the defence that, that's a, a really good question look obviously politics you know, it's it's a difficult game. It's a tough game, particularly for Christians and conservatives to navigate. But I think there's ways to navigate the issues that we've just talked about without abandoning your principles. Um, you know, you can say, look, I'm pro-life, but I, I realise, you know, we live in a democracy. Um, there, there's ways you can give some tacit support to the values and the principles which you hold dear um, and, and still be a participant in the political arena um, because it is a democracy and, and you can recognize that aspect of it. But when you, um, you know, claim something, when you pitch for a Christian vote uh, and a values vote, I think people have an expectation that you will stand to those principles and even be prepared to wear um, the mocking of the media and the consequences that go with it. You know, to, to use a scriptural example, to be a Daniel sometimes in the stand um, when others will have a go at you. And unfortunately, um, I felt like there's a disconnect um, between Scott Morrison's personal piety. Give him a big tick of that. I know he loves God and he prays and reads his Bible. Great things. But um, you can't just then be completely pragmatic. Um, the, the principles have got to translate and be consistent throughout all of our life, including in politics. Mm. Um, there are nuances. There are ways you can navigate these things. But I don't think you have to abandon them all, as we just saw so many times uh, when Scott Morrison was under pressure. Yeah, I mean, we had the same issue with our current Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon, on the abortion issue. And, you know, he says he's pro-life. He thinks abortion is akin to murder, which it is. And uh, But at the same time, he said, well, we're not going to touch it. We're not going to touch that law. I wish he'd just said, look, I'm pro-life, uh, but to change the law, you need the numbers. Uh, and yeah. so we'll have to wait yeah. and see if we can get the numbers. But like you say, it, it's kind of like... Uh, it's funny, I, I never see the left capitulate and compromise exactly. as much as those on the exactly. on the centre-right or the social conservatives. And uh, like you said, we, we need to give them more backbone. So so overall, you just felt that it, it was an excellent speech, but it failed to recognise um, some shortcomings over his tenure. Missed chances. Yeah, it, it was inconsistent with the way he's conducted his politics over 17 years. Um, look, I, I, you know, we're all on a journey. Um, mm. Look, what he said was terrific. Um, but uh, as Paul Kelly, again, the great journalist for The Australian, said, if, if, if he had have stuck by those principles, he might have had an even more successful prime ministership. Now, mm. that's incredible coming from a secular journalist. Uh, yeah, I was so, just going to ask you yeah. that. Is Paul Kelly a Christian? Uh, look, I understand he has a Catholic faith, um, right. but it's not something that he's, he's not active. super public about. Yeah. But uh, he's certainly someone who shares many of the values, right. um, but, and he's a very well-respected journalist. But he could see that, you know, going to your question earlier, you know, can you be a Christian? Can you hold the principles and still, you know, be successful in politics? Well, certainly Paul Kelly thinks you can uh, by the way he reported on Morrison's speech yesterday. And I certainly share that view. I think you can hold a principle stand. You can, you know, 
appeal to yeah the democratic realities that you face but still hold fast to your principles and um, i would have liked to have seen a bit more of that from scott morrison i'm very worried that um that Christians need to be careful about upholding someone like him as the sort of person we want to see in politics. Um, yes, great that he loves God, great that he's open about his faith, but um, you've got to be someone who speaks up in the face of evil and, mm -hmm. and not acquiesces and capitulates uh, because that's not uh, taking a Christian stand and it's certainly not upholding Judeo-Christian values. Yeah, and it's even more important and even harder in today's culture, and that's the challenge. So, Lyle, always good to have you on the program, despite being Australian. Uh, you're a good mate, and uh, thank <laughs> you for Looking forward to the cricket starting this week, Bob. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we won't guess, talk so. about the cricket. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being on McGlog. Pleasure, Bob. Thanks. <laughs>